grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. During our Lenten series, we're focusing on different signs of salvation. Uh, Last week, we talked about the rainbow and how God sent a rainbow after the flood, and God promised, I'll never destroy the earth again. But then God remembered that also He needs a permanent solution for the problem of sin. God needs a permanent solution for the brokenness and the disobedience of mankind. And throughout the Old Testament, when God sees a rainbow, He remembers those two promises. Don't kill everybody with a flood, and don't forget to send a permanent solution. Well, today, in our third sign of salvation, we get the sign where God comes to send us the permanent fix. It is the sign that we read in Luke chapter 2, where one night in a field outside of Bethlehem, the angels appeared to the shepherds and told them, this will be a sign to you. You will find the baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And so our third sign of salvation, a baby. The sign of the coming Savior would not be an expert in the law. The sign of the coming Savior would not be found in the strength of a soldier. The sign of a coming Savior would not be found in the power of a politician. No, the sign of our salvation would be in a baby. And have you ever wondered why? Why a baby? Why would He send a baby as a permanent solution for sin? God certainly could have sent a 30-year-old Savior to earth. Remember when God created Adam and Eve, He created them, 30-year-olds, right off the bat. He could have just sent a 30-year-old Savior down to the earth, said, this is the Son of God, and, and let Him go about His business. Nobody would have known where He came from or why He was here until He began to start His public ministry. And really, if you look at, the, at Jesus' first 27 or 30 years of ministry, He died when He was 33, His first 30 years of ministry. We don't know much about His life. So did they really matter? What purpose did they serve? So why didn't he just send an adult Jesus? Why a baby? Well, Jesus had to be born of a woman to be just like us. He had to grow like us. He had to be tempted like us. He had to learn to cling to his heavenly Father like we do in the midst of trials, in the midst of burdens, when things are really difficult, when we feel all alone. He had to die like we die. He had to hunger like we hunger, suffer like we suffer, thirst like we thirst. He had to live in this world separated from his heavenly Father and know what that's like to try to cling to a a heavenly Father that you can't see, cling to a heavenly Father that you can't hear, and live in a world cursed with sin where everybody around you is trying to get you to turn away from the words and ways of the Lord. And he had to learn to trust his Heavenly Father, just like you have to learn to trust him, and just like I have to learn to trust him. And so our Heavenly Father sent this Jesus, and and, and our Heavenly Father was so proud. He was so proud of his Son, his only begotten Son, the the Holy Child, Max Lucado in his book, Six Hours, One Friday, tells of a day when he drove his four-year-old daughter Jenna to her first day at preschool. He talks about that lump in his throat that parents have as they deliver their child to the first time, first day of school, and what it meant for him to hand 
his daughter over to the teachers and her classmates. He knew it was the beginning. It was just the beginning of him having to share Jenna with the rest of the world, with teachers, with coaches, with friends. He said he wanted to tell all those people, this is not a normal student. This is my daughter. (laughs) Be careful with her. So Max Lucado delivered his daughter to the parking lot in his car, was getting ready to, uh, he put it into park, was ready to turn off the engine, and as he did that, his little girl broke the silence, and she said, as he writes, Daddy, I don't want to get out. Max Lucado writes, I fought the urge to grant her request. Everything within me wanted to say, okay, let's forget it all, let's get out of here. But I knew better, I knew it was time, I knew it was right, and I knew she would be fine. And she was. As I walked away, I gave her up. Not much, and not as much as I will have to give her up in the future, but I gave up as much as I could today. And then the author referred to a verse that means very much to him from Paul's letter to the Romans. Made a strong impact on him. He says, what then shall I say in response to this? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but sent his son and gave him up for us all. How will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? But listen again to Max Lucado as he so beautifully describes the relationship of a father to his child. The pride that a a parent has, a father has for his son. And Max Lucado has for his daughter. So Lucado asks, Is that how you felt God? As he has a discussion now with God in the wake of this preschool incident. Is that how you felt God? Is is what I felt this morning anything like you felt when you gave up your son and sent him to be born? If so, it explains so much. It explains the proclamation of the angels to the shepherds outside of Bethlehem because a proud father was announcing the birth of his son. It explains the voice at Jesus' baptism. This is my son. Lord, you did what I wanted to do but couldn't. It explains the transfiguration of Moses and Elijah on the mountaintop. You sent them to encourage him. And it also explains how your heart must have ached as you watched him with a cracked voice say, Father, take this cup away from me. And then Max Lucado continues, I was releasing Jenna into a safe environment with a compassionate teacher who stood ready to wipe away all her tears. Lord, you released Jesus into a hostile arena with a cruel soldier who turned the back of your son into raw meat. I said goodbye to Jenna, knowing she would make friends and laugh and draw pictures. You said goodbye to Jesus, knowing he would be soon spat upon, laughed at, and killed. And then Max Lucado continues this intimate relationship and intimate visit with God. He says, I gave up my child fully aware that were she to need me, I'd be there by her side in a heartbeat. Heavenly Father, you said goodbye to your son fully aware that when he would need you the most, when his cry of despair would roar through the heavens, you would sit in silence. How could you do that? The angels, though positioned, would hear no command from you. Indeed, God was proud of his son. 
this baby that he gave to mankind, born to die for sinners, so we would be set free from the condemnation of a sin. A baby, a sign of our salvation. God in human flesh. And this will be a sign unto you. You shall find a baby. Jesus, just like us. Tempted and yet without sin. When he hung on the cross, he suffered for our sins. When he died on the cross, he died to set us free and pay for our sins. St. Paul wrote, When the time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, a baby, born under the law, to redeem those who were living under the law, so that we might receive the full rights of sons. And the book of Hebrews says it this way, Jesus had to be made like all of his brothers in every way in order that he might make an atonement for the sin of the people. And so the angels said to the shepherds, this will be a sign to you, a baby. God the Father gave up his almighty, all-powerful, eternal son. He gave him up for us all that we might live. Treasure that sign of salvation as we journey with Jesus to the cross in, this, in these days of Lent. Amen. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.